swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God. Welcome to Movie Mistrial. The podcast where we examine the IMDb Top 250 and anger a million people with our bad faith arguments. <laughs> My name is Johannes. And I am Raji. Today, we're talking about another film on that list. Pixar's environmental epic, Wally. Wally was released to overwhelming acclaim on June 27th, 2008. The American Film Institute stated, Wally proves to this generation and beyond that the film's medium's only true boundaries are the human imagination. Strong words from an institution that aims to keep the medium of film alive. <laughs> Wally is short for Waste Allocation Load Lifter Earth Class, an app name if you, if you can poke holes in the high praise this movie has received in the past. So it is up to us to take these great words etched in history and make the audience realize why they're wrong. In a few complex words, can you describe what makes you happy today? Um, I started working on my, my novel again. Um, and I think that, you know, the AI, as much as I hate to say it, is quite helpful in helping me find where my ideas may have felt a little bit jumbled, which is interesting. Um... I think the fact that I'm going back to writing again, um, because when I wrote the novel, it was way long ago in 2016. That's when I released it to the public. There was nothing like AI to help you write. I used to sit in a coffee shop for hours all day trying to come up with ideas. The fact that I could just sit down with uh, this AI assistant and it becomes like a bit of an editor to help me with the writing is quite interesting. So it just shows the the amount of change that has happened in the last seven years. But, you know, that makes me happy that I can actually revisit the book and try to see if I can improve it. Oh, that's great. It's great to hear. And, you know, it's great when you're in that creative mode. Like, it's, you know, I have that with music. You have that with writing. So that's, yeah, happy to hear that. I think you're, you're making uh, progress your, here. Your album actually inspired me in some ways. It was, I was like, man... You know, this is uh, this is pretty cool. I really enjoyed this. What if I can do something? Maybe I should revive this novel that I wrote. You know, it was inspirational. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Super glad to hear that. Uh, that's uh, very kind of you. And I'm looking forward to what you create. Any art is good art. <laughs> yeah, as for me, I, uh, I don't know. I feel, felt organized. You know, I, I kind of changed one of my computers like upgraded it so kind of reorganized and all that kind of stuff so that's that's kind of cool going through files it's always so laborious and stupid and i'm mm -hmm. i'm too lazy to have like a proper file system and like schema and all that so it's always like dumping stuff in folders but at least it looks clean <laughs> it's like my it's, you know that's my life <laughs> dump a lot of information and then just kind of figure out how to compartmentalize later uh, <laughs> But, uh, you know, at the other end of it, it it's kind of nice to, to have the semblance of organization and like having a desk that's not cluttered with stuff for a while. You know, I, I don't know if we mentioned this the last the last episode we recorded. I have uh, my wife helped me with setting up my office room, uh, my uh -huh. office room. So I now have a, an L-shaped desk in my computer room where I can just shift between working on my uh, office work and working on my main computer within just a turn 
and it has increased productivity immensely. So I can appreciate when you talk about decluttering and all of those things, it definitely helps. You wouldn't know how much it helps until you actually <laughs> do it. Yeah, yeah. It just feels good right, to, to have a desk that's kind of organized. Uh, it, it goes to, to shambles very quickly, but you know, <laughs> I feel like that's kind of the, the, the creative chaos person in me too. Like the, the, there's something to that. But I also make my life harder like that. So yeah. <laughs> fully acknowledging that. <laughs> so yeah, that's nice. Um, but, you know, in the spirit of Wally, just kind of, you know, the, the clean, organized and, and all that. I, uh, <laughs> very apropos for this episode, mm, I suppose. Quite true. <laughs> so yeah, Wally, uh, I, before rewatching this, I only saw it once before. Okay. And, you know, I mean, this came out in 2008. So this was like high times of internet file sharing in a non-necessarily uh, legal way. So... <laughs> I obtained a copy and, you know, it was not a great copy, I guess. So um, I wasn't able to fully appreciate this movie back then. And I always chalked it off as being not that great. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my history with this. Uh, how about you? Yeah, I saw this in the movie theater. I think at that particular point in history, I was a, I was a Pixar head. So I, I went to the movie theater to see almost every Pixar film. Um oh. And uh, Wally was was quite the interesting one for me. I I enjoyed it at that particular time, um, and I think this movie is even more appropriate today than it was then. So it's like this movie is aging very very well. Yeah, That's yeah. My take on it. Right. I mean, it's it's always amazing to me. Like Pixar is right in our backyard, practically right for both of us. So it's always cool to to just kind of go by there. It's that that was like dream job territory for for quite a while for me to work at mm. Pixar. Um, the recent movies have been challenging, I guess. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like, like I I don't think I'll ever land a job there because my skill set is not uh, complementary to what they need. Yeah, I think you know? it's you know I guess we can talk about it when we go into the conversation about this movie. I think that they are suffering the consequences of consumerism that, you know, they were professing against in this film, where creativity oh. goes today, you know. But, you know, we'll talk more about it uh, during the discussion. Yeah. But I guess before, before we, we there, do but... that discussion, yeah, let's, yeah. let's do a synopsis. <laughs> yes. Wally is a 2008 animated film directed by Andrew Stanton. Set in the distant future, it portrays a desolate earth covered in trash and abandoned by humanity. The story revolves around Wally, a lovable and curious robot left behind to clean up the planet. Amid the garbage, Wally discovers a tiny plant that holds the key to humanity's future and embarks on a space adventure to find love and bring life back to Earth. Along the way, Wally encounters a sleek robot named Eve encounters both friendship and danger, and learns about the resilience of the human spirit. This heartwarming and visually stunning film combines elements of romance, environmentalism, and social commentary in a tale that touches the hearts of audiences of all ages. So pretty straightforward. Am I right? Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, there's a lot to pick apart, I would think. Let's see who gets to do that. What okay. uh, is it going to be? 
I'm going to go with heads as usual. Heads. Um, I guess I'm going to go for, for this, for this film. Uh, I'm going to argue for this film today. Going to argue for it. All right. Well, then let's, uh, dive into this. And the witness will address this court as judge or your honor. Your honor. Uh, Wally is a very pretty package with a very, very cute robot uh, that tries to shoehorn a message into us of don't exploit the planet and don't you know, go against kind of consumerism, like keep on going on the gravy train and just keep on consuming content, media, food or whatever, um, no matter the cost, even if you destroy planets. Um, but that, that critique, the environmental critique and kind of the lifestyle critique and the um, borderline kind of anti-union critique that you can read into this um, falls a little flat. And it falls flat because we are always uh, distracted by a very cute robot and an Apple device. <laughs> and that's challenging, I think, because it misses the mark. Like if 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 we want to go and tell a story that uh, is a true love story that takes us from like all stages of love, this movie does it well. But it doesn't complete the mission because it has to show on the environmental message. It has to have some criticism on humans. It has to have some criticism on, on consumerism and, and all that. And those pieces don't work, which ultimately makes the full movie not really work because it feels very flunky and, and very clunky. So all that said, while, yes, we have a very cute package, it's all neatly bundled up and stacked on top of other packages, um, that tower collapses with this movie, and that's why it's not a good movie. Shouldn't be on this list. You know, it's interesting um, because when you watch this movie, Wally, um, you see the inspirations from films uh, from from the from the twenties silent era films like Buster Keaton, you know, um what's the name of Charlie Chaplin. Uh you see the inspiration of those those kinds of physical comedy um in this movie. And for a significant portion of this film there was no there was no conversations, just, you know, beeps like Wally, Wally and everything all the message was, you know, um was what do you call it? Uh, conveyed through physical medium, uh, people were being physical actions were being acted out, and I think that it's a testament to how good this movie is that that first few uh, significant portion of this film, uh, at least before we get on the ship, was coherent to the audience. Um, you know, we've talked about Charlie Chaplin films on there, and we've talked about how sometimes the the story doesn't um, doesn't convey correctly we get um different views on specific things but i think that this movie captured the whole charlie chaplin thing 
the whole Buster Keaton physical comedy in the appropriate time. Within 20 minutes, we're able to get what the story is trying to do. We're able to get the motivations. Another thing that I thought was quite great about this film was the fact that the robots were able to show emotion. One of the trickiest things you can do is that we as, um, give the robots, um, as humans, is that we give robots uh, emotional, uh, we perceive the emotion that the robot is giving. You know, watching Wally, watch those old musicals on TV, watching his eyes um, change as, you know, he's inspired by things, watching him reach out to uh, the other robot after she got the the package in, in, in her body um, was was quite a feat because they had to convey that Wally was emotionally, uh, had a wide range of emotional attachments and he could express himself emotionally. The fact that they were able to achieve this with the eyes, with the movements, with the shoulder leans, all of that was uh, a great a great use of physical media to try to to convey that. Um, I also felt like the, you know, the, the use of the themes were quite interesting to follow. I don't think it was difficult to understand the fact that earth was now a junkyard. Um, and what, and we as humans were, uh, becoming lazier and lazier. Um, and then, you know, the return to earth was, uh, significantly, was a significant milestone for the humans living at that point. So I think that the themes were easy for people to understand. The comedy was really good. Um, I think the physical acting was great. I also think that um, at the point of uh, these, the um, the high point of this film was the was also quite the uh, feat to create to make sure that the ending fights were coherent between um, the main machine and the ship and Wally uh, and the rest of his gang. Um, the fact that it was all coherent and we could understand what's going on in there was a significant use of physical media. So I think this movie was peak, peak uh, Pixar. And I think that this movie achieved, went in and achieved everything it needed to do. It was a testament to film. It was a throwback to the old days. And you know how all this, you know, Hollywood loves throwbacks. And they pat themselves in the back. So I think that they were able to achieve everything they wanted to achieve with this film. Hmm. So let's talk about what they wanted to achieve. So I think Pixar movies always have kind of a, um, a moral, kind of a lesson, right? Like be it kind of a, just an emotional um, or like a journey that you go on. Hmm. Um like with Toy Story, it's like, you know, friendship and we're stronger together, even if we are very different, right? But we come together. Um, this has some very cruel implications, I think, if, if you just take a minute and think about it. So humanity destroys the planet and leaves Earth and leaves behind robots that are sentient and have emotions um and can express joy and sadness and uh, we give them the job to stack up trash like how cruel is that right like why would you why would you build robots that have 
the capability of feeling that and then put them on a lonely planet without anything really except for cockroaches because cockroaches never die um but we never like that feels so cruel and so unnecessarily cruel <laughs> but without that we don't have a movie right but it's it's just so it's it's really messed up if you think about it from kind of an ethics standpoint um, and then we have humanity you know being or be um, being obese uh, and lazy and don't have to work anymore so they just lounge consume content and food and don't even interact with each other anymore uh, because we have sentient robots that do all the work. So two problems with that, because on one hand, um, this is a very clear message of like, you need to continue to work. Otherwise, this is what happens to you. So it feels like a very corporate overlord a message of like, um, don't you dare, you know, be not a worker bee, or otherwise this is what's what's coming your way. And AI and like robots and computers and all the automation stuff and all that is the true evil because the reaction to that is you're going to be lazy and obese and, and don't interact with people anymore. That's number one. And number two is I don't think even if people get lazy – people will ever not be horny. <laughs> and it seems like whenever they are taken out of consumerism and, and then they see the true world around them, uh, then their their heads are like, oh, wow, this is a thing. And then we make a big deal out of her touching the other person um, and having that connection. And that seems like something that doesn't happen, but they break out of that mold. And start a revolution in a way. And that makes no sense because people will always be people and will always seek contact with other people because that's just in our nature. And I feel like the future vision that this movie has is not coherent and doesn't work because it takes the the, the people and kind of turns them into beings that don't behave like people do despite all the automation stuff and all that and the critique around that um i don't think that at the core people will forget to be people and um that's why this movie kind of fails um it's an interesting perspective um but i i think that uh if you've seen the movie demolition man um, I think that we can see uh, some similarities with how, with how they view the future and how this movie views the future. I uh, I don't know, have you ever seen the movie Demolition Man with uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone? I don't think I have. Yeah, in that, in that and Wesley Snipes. In that movie, I think that people um, consumed their horniness by using... Uh, 3d implants in their heads um and the whole process was mechanized so this was not a first movie that actually uh had the conversation about how humans could evolve beyond the idea of horniness um but it was quite interesting to see uh to watch 
Um, so and it's an interesting point you bring up, um, but I'm not entirely sure if I can make any arguments for or against that. Um, <laughs> but I will say this. Um, one of the the impactful things about the film and why Wally is quite special um, is that he developed a glitch in his system uh, that made him sentient. Um, the robots at that particular point were not sentient, um, but his interactions with humans and him watching all those movies at night uh helped him develop a glitch so uh when eve which was developed you know the eve the eve robot was developed with sentience in mind because they were developed to assist humans and give humans a sense of friendliness with robots introduced she was quite taken aback by the idea that wally was sentient and could express emotions so i think that's what makes wally special um in the context of the film, um, a movie that uh, a robot that was designed specifically for compacting uh, human waste, becoming attached to human emotions and feeling, um, and I, I think that's one of the strong the strong points of the film. Um, well, but then the the robots on on the human ship also have like very clear character and kind of emotions. Like the cleaning robot, very clearly was frustrated. Right? Yeah, but, but like, the, yeah, I think that I think I, I I touched on that. I think the ones on the robots were developed with sentience in mind because they wanted to be able to interact with humans in a friendly way. Uh, but Wally was a trash compactor. Uh, was developed on Earth with one purpose and one purpose alone to clean the Earth up. Um, they didn't have. Um, sentience in mind and the fact that Wally was able to develop a glitch by watching old films um, kind of gives away uh, an interesting plot of the film. Sorry, I, I kind of stepped into your conversation. I'm gonna no, 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 no. Uh, hmm. I'm not sure like, hmm. if I buy that though. Like if, if because we just came out of Django Unchained, right? So, so if we create mm -hmm. robots that are sentient, that is so cruel. Even if it's to comfort yourself, like that, that goes into very iffy territory, right? If you if you if you create robots that that are able to have semblance of feelings, um, and like semblance of, of like frustrated and like thoughts and then like power hungry things, right? So that that gets really, really iffy, right? Um, and, and again, like, it's cute. And I think that that's the main standing point, right? It's cute. And it's like, it's amazing that you can feel these emotions with a with a robot. But if you take a step back and think about it a little bit, it's so incredibly cruel. <laughs> yeah, I think that I was trying to counter some of the points you were making about the cruelty of leaving the robots uh, on Earth. Um, I think that there were bigger Wally compactors within the within the ship, and those ones didn't develop any, didn't show any emotional attachment when Wally and uh, Eve were thrown down there. But it also shows the fact that humans didn't change; they just they were just preparing to do the same thing over and over again, um, which kind of creates a cycle, in my opinion. Well, but the the bigger Wally compactors 
also stop doing the, their thing at some point, right? Because like it, it's almost like <laughs> the more I think about this, like the more uh, critique is there, right? It's, it's almost like like the sentient tality of things is like contagious. So there's also kind of mm -hmm. a virus thing happening amongst the robots. Um, uh, I don't know. It's it's weird, like, right? It's it's cute as a love story. It and it works and it's great. But as soon as we leave Earth, it's funky. But I, I mean, Wally is. I don't know if Eve ever loved Wally. I think she appreciated Wally. I don't know. Maybe Wally was expressing some 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 form of love. I don't know. Um, he was definitely oh, I think... attacked and attracted to her. You know, holding the hands, trying to show his personality, this human personality, with all of that. Um, but I don't think that um, Eve reciprocated per se. She cared, uh, but I don't think I wouldn't classify Wally as a as a uh, a love story. I would say it's a friend zone film. <laughs> it's a friend oh zone wow! Film. No, I, I completely disagree there. Like I think the the that that's the only strong sort of the film, right? Like when she's on Earth and then she she has the plant material in her. A lot to unpack in that sentence, but okay. Um, and she she's kind of shut off. He cares for her, right? So it's it's almost like we we go through all the all the life stages of of kind of love, right? Where it's like this is the end end stage of life, and you care for your partner, um, even though they're not fully there anymore, right? So so it's like it's very beautiful and very touching and sad. <laughs> but also morally very questionable in that. I think what I can say about the love story conversation is that we can see Pixar producing a very human story where one particular individual cares for another, but their purposes are totally different. And as a result, they become friend-zoned. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see a future where Eve and um, Wally participate in robot love, um, but I do think that Eve cares for Wally, and Wally does care for Eve, um, and probably friend zoned. Um, but I think ultimately the movie doesn't live or die on whether they fall in love. It it lives and dies about on whether or whether they cared enough for each other. And I think that the fact that they cared for enough for each other, that when Wally was trapped in space, Eve came out to save him. And when um, she was in need, uh, he saved her. So I think th that that is the, the most human part of the story. Um, and uh, I think the relationship was very strong. Yeah, don't disregard that the relationship was strong, right? Like I said, that that's the thing that works in this movie. Uh, it's it's the stuff after that's making things iffy. Uh, I know I alluded this to in the, in the last episode too, but it's it's amazing to me that uh, Pixar nor Disney kind of have this movie be a thing in in the parks um, that they have. Uh, it, it seems like they completely disregard this, which was weird because you would think that a company that you know wants to shoehorn this message and kind of this love, and they have this super cute robot, um, like that they don't commercialize that a little more. 
understanding that that's also part of the critique of the movie. But Disney will do what Disney does, right? So I'm almost feels like that. The, the, it almost feels like they're not even like fully bought into the this whole movie, which is why they just forget about it. I mean, I, I'm not entirely sure. I think that if they did something along those lines, it's a it's an it's a nod to the themes of the film, where there's a lot of human waste left behind. Um, and I think that the fact that they are not doing a lot of consumerism is is actually a testament to the theme of this film um and it would have been ironic if we had a, a bunch of wally merchandise just everywhere i know they i know they do have some but i definitely know that this movie is not as commercialized as all the other ones um so you can appreciate that okay well that's all i have for the general discussion for the arguments i'm happy to move over to uh, sidebar, unless you have any any more positives to say. No, I, I think that the the general idea has been uh, has been conveyed, and I think we can go to the sidebar. All right, let's go to the sidebar. Overruled. Sidebar. Guilty. Speculation. Hearsay. Bailiff. Briefcase. Disregard. In my chamber. Stop Beaver on the witness. Arrest. We could totally be lawyers. So yeah, I mean that robot is so cute. it's amazing it's amazing that they are able to to get these emotions across with this robot it is heavily influenced i think by johnny five i think that that live action series from the 80s um the thing that the thing that i you keyed off on charlie chaplin slapstick humor a little bit uh one thing that i look up that i did look up um watching this was when the minions came out because mm. i think a lot of that humor that we see especially in the beginning it has has a very minions flavor but the minions came out I after see. so i wonder if, if they are heavily based on that kind of you know thing because the sounds are kind of similar um you know the the laughing and all that and then just a weird slapstick thing felt like a like a match um on in, in some sense but um yeah what do you think i wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't be surprised i think that there's been a uh i mean if you look at the history of the two companies there's always been this pixar dreamworks minions is dreamworks right yeah minions dreamworks there's always this feeling like pixar and dreamworks they kind of follow each other's ideas you know a bug's life and ants this movie and minions um, and DreamWorks does a, I mean, they do a good job of selling the simpler story, but Pixar always has the more sophisticated one. So it's like I watch the Minions and I can see their slapstick humor, their old uh, Charlie Chaplin style things. I can understand how, you know, using Wally as an inspiration could have helped in that. But I still think that Wally would, it's a lot more sophisticated than almost anything that I've seen DreamWorks do. That's that's but that's their relationship, right? DreamWorks is a is a movie that is a movie studio that wants to bring out very commercialized films. I mean, Pixar does that too, but they don't tell very sophisticated stories. Super Mario, for example. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, consumerism, commercial, like 
that movie was enjoyable, right? But doesn't have any depth, right? So I think you're right in that um, you know, illumination, or you know, or the, the you know the the universal side of things has always been kind of shallow, right? Where Pixar goes goes for the heart, like straight for the heart. Um, even though they're losing that too now, which is unfortunate. Like the latest um, Pixar movies have lost kind of that ability to really grab you. Um, they're kind of lost in very generic tales at this point, right? And that's unfortunate. But I think um, Wally is one one of the rare ones that really grabs you, right? And it's it's kind of relatable on so many levels, right? Because it's like. Um, since they're robots, you can apply anything to it, right? You can you can read it as kind of an intergenerational kind of love. I totally see this as a love story. You said you don't, but I, I totally see it, right? So it's to me it's like either like a you know just two opposites in whatever shape or form. Um and that's interesting to see because I think a lot of people can see themselves in relationships with somebody that is not that is different, right? With somebody that is different, that's not up to the perceived kind of standard or perceived um, likeness that matches your likeness in a way, right? So I think there's something interesting there if you just go back to the to the love or relationship angle. Um, again, like for me, the the thing that doesn't work is the human part of it because it it just makes people very incompetent. I and I doubt that um future humans there will always be future humans that are in charge because i think that that is just like one of the inherent traits of people that there's some people that need need and want to have power and i'm not fully buying off on on that idea that oh if you don't have to work anymore you can just lounge and consume and you'll be content with that uh, and that's why I think uh, it's just clunky, right? because like you cannot take human nature out of humans that easily. I don't think. Um, first of all, I I wanted to I say that I I, I kind of um, mixed DreamWorks and Illumination Studios. So people who are typing in right now, ready to bring out their knives and stab me in the back, I I can appreciate that. But let's keep the knives sheathed. Uh, so sorry for that mistake. Um, but I also think that, uh, <laughs> I also think that, uh, my point still stands. Um, Illumination Studios, they do some great animation, but I still don't think that they're as sophisticated as, uh, Pixar. Um, but I, I also wanted to say that, um, the point about the love story, um, I, I don't I don't generally think that this movie is a love story. I think that it's a it's a story about love. Um but I don't think it's a love story. Um I think that it's about two individuals who would never have um met or hung out with each other, but due to unforeseen circumstances, they're able to coexist and they're able to appreciate each other. So if you look at it from that perspective, then I think that I agree with you. But if you're saying that after this movie, Wally and Eve just started to hang out, you know, eat corn and do robot stuff, I am not entirely sure. 
that would ever be the case. I, I also think that, you know, the argument about um, the consumerism part and how humans just end up just floating around in space, doing nothing but eating. I think that all of that was just to depict the level of um, the level of comfort humans would adapt to if they were given the opportunity to do so. And I think that we've seen many on many occasions where humans just use the tools they need to do work they want. Um, if you compare us to the people who worked in the past in the 1700s, um, the tools that we use now just makes life a lot easier. And I think they just took that idea and they blew it up and said, hey, what if we could just do this um, and let robots do all the work? What would happen to humans? And I think that it may not be 100% accurate, but I do think that it drives the point home that, hey, humans become lazy because we focus less on interactions with each other, but interactions with products. And the fact that you know you have people going to concerts today and they never at any point look away from their phone while the musician is playing, uh, kind of indicates that humans are uh, getting more and more attached to the products we create. So I don't think it's entirely wrong. I don't think it's entirely correct, but I do think that the point was made uh, with that specific thing, with that specific So, but, but yeah, I think the, the, the concert example is interesting because that that feels more coming out of the inherent need to to be to create content these days right people like for, for the sake of just doing it like without real thought behind that um but yeah i mean that that's just that's a questionable thing that people do these days though i i agree with that it's a it's a quest for relevancy in one way or another we we want to be relevant and we want to be able to get those likes based on the lives we live so we are looking for affirmation right right but what i'm saying is the humans in this movie completely lost that because they're all just one one mass of people that don't don't really think even right they don't look outside their screens they don't know that there's a pool in the middle of the atrium because they're just <laughs> kind of strung along for the li for, for their lives right so yeah. i think that that just feels very bizarre because i i just cannot believe that all of humanity that's left is kind of going into that right but then we then we go back into kind of classist thinking but even the captain of the ship is in, in that mode right so so you have to believe that even the the person that is perceived to be the highest in power if if, if even that person is um just drowning and just kind of performing the duties in some semblance of a, of of something um then there is truly just kind of one class of people with different jobs or even no jobs. It doesn't seem like people have jobs here. So, and I think that that's kind of the message, right? If if humans keep on profiting and, and kind of achieving the goal of like full automation, they can just hang out. And but if that were to happen, I just don't believe that that people just go into a mode of consuming 
on their own, I think people would come together more and mingle and do all the things people do <laughs> together. Right. So, so it just feels like it's like it wants to tell a tale, a cautionary tale of the future, mm-hmm. but it's not fully thought out, and and that's a very weak point of this movie. I will I will say that there's an epidemic of loneliness happening in the world today. And, you know, in New York, uh, for example, they say they find some of the loneliest people in the world filled with millions of people just roaming around in the city. You put your headphones on, you separate yourself from the world, um, and you can create your own reality wherever you go. So I, I think I don't think that the movie is overstepping um, the expectation, but I do think that, you know, it's exaggerating uh, human we're still social creatures, for sure. And there's a possibility that, you know, in that scheme of people, not 100% of the folks would fall into the category where they don't want to interact with each other. I can agree with you on that. But I, I do think that um, having that half and half, you can't do that. You want to be able to portray a specific point, And I think that they were able to drive home the point. Um, I don't have any critique of this film. If you if you want to be if I want to be fair, I, I, I like this movie because it's it's not too long. Um, it proves the point that he needs to. It highlights there's a good action scene at the end, which is quite exciting to watch, especially you know when Wally had the extinguisher in space. Uh, there was good humor, there was good music, and the story felt you know like you learned something from it. So I don't have any particular critique in this film. It's a very tight film. Um, and I do think that it deserves to be, I think it deserves to be a little higher, but, you know, it is what it is. All right. Well, that's all I have for this. Ah, uh, same here. <laughs> all right. Um, next up, my friend, The Lives of Others. We've been talking about getting to this film for a while. Um, yep. I haven't watched it in a minute, but I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it again. Yeah, yeah, same, same. Uh, I think the first German movie on this list. Looking forward to that. Wait, is it the first German movie on this list? I feel like it is. Oh, man, that is... I've seen some very good German films. I'm surprised this is the first one. The Untergang, uh, Blame It on Lenin. So all of those movies didn't make it? Man, we had that Italian film. Jeez. All right. Exciting. <laughs> exciting, exciting. But until then, where right. can people find us? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. If you do decide to make us part of your $600 Twitter account, you know, we would appreciate it. So find us on those on, at Movie Mistrial. And they can uh, send us yeah. an email to. Yeah. Send us an email at contact at moviemistrial.com. All right, leave a review, tell your friends, you know, have a good one, everybody. <laughs>